Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. I can remember some times where I was going to be speaking on a particular subject and I would just tell my wife, you know, it, it might be better for us all if you just stayed in the car and kept it running because <laughs> I might have to run and jump in to make my escape after this talk. I have one of those rules that if people ask me questions, I'll answer them and very often it is not what they wanted to hear. Now I've got a question in from uh, a good friend, a good friend of us and uh, our safe harbor. So I know there was nothing you know, there to try to trap or trick you. Uh, we do get those, but not from this, this dear sister. And the question was actually a really good one. And that is, if God started all humanity with Adam and Eve, how do we get Jews and Gentiles? Well, there is so much to unpack here. I'm going to do it very quickly. I know I may disappoint some of you um, with some of the answer, but you can always fire off any further questions to patrick at rsafeharbor.com and I'll try to deal with them. Are we fair? Okay. This begs a lot of questions. Is the story in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, is that supposed to be taken literally and scientifically? For much of my life, I said yes, because I was told that if I did not, that cast doubt upon the rest of Scripture, Jesus' divinity, I, everything, if I, if I didn't say that this was literal to us. But here's the problem. How is God going to describe himself and his relationship with us to a pre-scientific people who have no clue about genesis and species, genus, you know, like a gen, genus, and species and how development occurs. How are we, how are, how's God going to do that? If you want to think about how difficult that would be, uh, I could actually help you do that. I want you to go find a stray dog and teach it quantum physics. Uh, I'll wait. Ah, I see that you're not taking off because you know it'd be a waste of time. That's, that's not the way this works. Moses was not a dog, but the creation of the universe is far more complex than quantum physics. So the, the allegory, the metaphor here holds. Instead, God needed to explain to his people that in contrast with the other creation myths like the Gilgamesh saga, uh, Canaanite myths about this did abound, that the universe was not created out of accident, and out of um, chaos and a battle between gods, but rather was created on purpose by a God that knew what he was doing. Now, what does it mean when it says day one, day two, day three? There has been so many different arguments about day and age theory and this, and, and they all miss the point. And that is that Moses would not have gotten the point if God had tried to explain that to him. Remember, it wasn't until well after the Romans 
that we began to think in terms of things that might be a hundred thousand or that we might have a million of something. Instead, they would just say thousands and thousands. And sometimes they'd say tens of thousands times tens of thousands. And if you've ever seen Roman numerals, you know why they're pretty much stuck at that point. But the concept of something being bigger than that, I mean, this is why the psalmist says the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God, because to him, a thousand was the biggest number ever. Think of the number of things that God would have to explain to the writer of uh, Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 before he could even start explaining how creation occurred. It's just, it's phenomenal. We could do this for hours because I know I've done it with people for hours. The things that you would have to understand before he could speak about anything else. All right, so what do we do? I used to be a literalist in this, like I said, because I, I was told it, it was a absolute basis of faith, which of course is not something Jesus ever told us about, or that Paul or that John in those beautiful, you know, his gospel and then the beautiful books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, all rooted in love, all rooted in service, not adherence to and belief in a whole bunch of preconceived ideas. If you want to know all of the reasons why I shifted, uh, you'd have to read a lot of books, but I'm going to hold up a few here because people, you've said that you like this. Now, this is heavy lifting. Um, Dr. Craig, William Lane Craig, is no liberal at all. And the um, In Quest of the Historical Adam is very heavy lifting. It's philosophy, it's genetics, it's all of it. But it's worth it if you've got the desire to really dig in. Other books, which I really, really like, are by John Walton. And John Walton is, again, a very conservative individual in that he has a very high degree of respect for Scripture. And John Walton has done several books, The Lost World Of. Sometimes he has a co-author, but most of the time it's on his own. Um, the Lost World of Genesis 1. It's a little, there you go, easier to see. And I'd say The Lost World of Adam and Eve. These, these are not heavy books. Um, those two are easy to understand, but very thorough, very solid scholarship. And then there is uh, Pete Enns, who I've referred to before, The Evolution of Adam, what the Bible does and does not say about human origins. So those would be a starter set to, to get me where I am. After that, let me disabuse you of another issue. Jews and Gentiles are not different races. There is only one race, the human race. And while that sounds trite and like something a, a person might say during a march, the fact is, scientifically, they're, all humans belong to the same race. While melanin might be dis, you know, dispersed differently and allocated differently, and while some races, uh, the way we use the term, some groups of people might have an epicanthic fold above their eyes, that doesn't make them a race different than human. That whole concept of races other than humans and subhumans, that comes more from the world and from early evolutionists than it does from any real science. Very, very frequently we find out that as we're looking for a, a kidney for a white male, it may end up being 
a Japanese woman who's best match, or it might be a Kenyan who's best match. And in fact, genetically, many white people in many places are far closer to Kenyans than they are to other white people in other places when it comes to genetics. So once again, racism is stupid at every level, absolutely every level. So why do we call them different then? Well, because they are different because God chose a group of people and that's his right to work with and to demonstrate his, his law and his love and through them to bring the Messiah to everybody. So the Gentiles and Jews are not different races. They are different groups. Now this happens all the time. You can be, uh, well, I was recently in a college town where I stood out like a sore thumb. I was the only one that wasn't pierced, tattooed, weird color hair and um, weird clothing. And I thought it was weird because they, I was seeing through my eyes. They would have looked upon me and thought, he's the weird guy. He's the old guy. What is he doing here? He does not fit in. You see two groups of people then. Are we the same race? Of course we are. Are they made in the image of Christ? Absolutely. Am I made in the image of Christ? Yes. Well then, what's the problem? Well, there isn't a problem. It's just that we have separated due to culture, choices in music, choices in entertainment, the way we dress, the way we prioritize our finances. That separates people. And so you can generally, if you see a pickup truck go by, got mud all over it, and uh, you see a white guy in there wearing a cowboy hat and he's got a big buckle on his jeans when he gets out of the car, most likely is not a huge fan of, of hip hop. Can we assume this? Yeah. Are we wrong sometimes? Yeah. But what's the difference between him and a fellow who is, or a woman who is a fan of hip hop and like, they chose differently, but colors, all of that, that doesn't make different races, all right? We've separated due to cultures. How do we get the different colors? I've had people say, well, how do, how, you know, why are, then are some people black and some people white? And I think we all understand nobody's black or white. There are differences in melanin across this whole shade of things, right? Um, it doesn't take that long, actually, to figure this out. As people migrate out of Africa, and that, that is the current theory, seems to be a pretty good one, um, now we realize that there are two different places in Africa uh, when they go up into the north to absorb vitamin D, which is very, very necessary for life so that you don't get rickets, you don't have all kinds of other disorders. Uh, the darker skinned people are not going to be very successful at living. This is back in ancient times now. And so over the, the generations, fairer skinned people survive long enough to make babies and pass on their traits. It is, um, it's not a hard thing, but when you go down into very dark places that are, you know, where the people are very dark skinned, well, you'll find intense sun and some fair, fair skinned people like me are far more likely to die in those regions due to skin cancers of various types. And so once again, over the years, the better survival rate are those with darker skin in those places. It doesn't take that long. It only takes a couple thousand years and you've got a real separation going. And in fact, you don't have to go that far. You can go a hundred years and you can see in some places where um, 
people groups bump up against each other and there's frequent intermarriage that their kids very much look like a third group but they're still the same race and they're still made in the image of God so again it's not about races it's about who God chose once upon a time God chose some humans and he made a pact with them in fact when we say Jewish rabbis teach, you need to always remember in the back of your head, there's not 100% compliance here. But a great number of Jewish rabbis through the years have, uh, have been very, very open about that Adam and Eve is not about the first two humans, but about God making his relationship with Israel known. And God deciding um, that these he's going to start with these two. So whether... They are representatives of the Jewish race and God, and I said, see, I use the word race. We do that so casually uh, and decided this is my group or whether they were the first two human um, hominids that were able to relate, had the intelligence to relate. You know, would they have been homo sapiens? Almost certainly not. Probably not even Neanderthal. They'd probably have been a little bit before them, but regardless, God chose to start with a family, build it into a nation. After the Messiah comes, he takes it worldwide. And we are all equally loved, beloved in his eyes, regardless of color, regardless of any of those things we used to call racial characteristics. And now we realize that even using those terms is racist because you can find people in all shapes and sizes and all colors, regardless of where you look. While one type may predominate, we're pretty good at mixing. And if we live long enough, Homo sapiens won't be the last one to walk over the ridge and have a look and see. Now, some of you I know will be very upset because you have banked your entire life on six literal days. And man, do I get that. I really do. It took me probably 10 years of research and fighting at every step of the way. But once I did, I began to realize all I was doing is reading my way uh, as a 21st century human being born in the 20th, but let, you know, let me be here. Uh, reading the way we demand precision and using words the way we demand they be used back into an ancient text, and that is not fair to the text, and no wonder we often get it wrong. I hope this helped. And if it didn't, let me know. We'll keep working on it. We have time. We do because we believe that Jesus is the Christ and we love one another. So we're covered. The rest of the stuff we can discuss. All right, have a fantastic week. God bless you, please subscribe. If you can give to us, thank you. This is hugely, hugely appreciated. God bless, cheers.